It's that time. Welcome to another episode of Little Talks, your weekly dose of marketing news and insights from Littlefield Agency. Oh, we're ro- okay, Amy gets to clap. Oh, I'm clapping. Yeah, there's a- just one clap. I won't clap. Okay, ready? Good one. Ready? Right at the camera and do it. <laughs> Can I do it now? We're live. <laughs> we're live. Yeah. Hey. hey, okay. We're live. Welcome back. Welcome back, Sam. Welcome back, Sam. Welcome back, Amy. Welcome back. It's the welcome back episode. This is lovely. Rube, do you want to kick us off here? Well, first off, we don't have a script today, so that's made me very nervous about how we're... Rube's super nervous. I don't I don't I get just, it. I don't know what happened. I haven't had my coffee yet. He's very rattled this morning. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I walked in and... Let's ev- just go ahead. Everyone's dressed like they're going <laughs> to the lake or the beach. So Amy looks like she's going to the lake? <laughs> no, Amy, I was... I saw Amy yesterday, and based on what she was wearing yesterday, I assumed she would wear that again or something similar today. So I thought, that's fine. She's a college kid, whatever. <laughs> I come around the corner. I see you, and <laughs> you're wearing shorts and a T-shirt and a hat. And then I see Natasha is wearing shorts and a tucked-in T-shirt and worried about- And in-and-out socks. And in-and-out socks. And then there was someone else around the corner I saw, and I was like, what's- You know, Brandon looks pretty good. He's going to a more upscale yacht event. <laughs> Brandon's in shorts and a T-shirt and a hat. It's a I've been in shorts though. and a t-shirt and a hat. I know. It just it just rattled me. I thought I thought it was casual day. I didn't I was like, I don't feel casual at all today. So anyhow, that's why I'm off. Well, see, uh, I'm segueing back into the office now after t- working the last two yeah. weeks from home. You were, here, was, you were here yesterday. I was here yesterday. I was in pants. I wore pants yesterday. <laughs> Business day. It is good to be back. It is great. Uh, everything's great at home. Veronica's doing great. Mom's doing great. But it is uh Nice for me to be back into a, <laughs> I'm getting jokes up here. It's nice for me to be back in a routine, back at the office. I missed you guys, missed Amy a lot. It's nice to have her here in freaking Tulsa. Yeah. Um. So, okay, when did you get in? Um. I got in, what, three days ago? Three days ago. Yeah, I think so. And you're here for a full week. Here for a full week. Yeah, so we-, we Wait, 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 for, for newer listeners, but not necessarily- for, Yeah, we have a lot of new listeners. Oh, like, lovely. For the, <laughs> not necessarily for the entire family that listens to it, but for the newer listeners, who, who is Amy? Amy is the one and only Chelsea Clement, formerly Chelsea Mosh, little sister. Amy is 21 years old. She's a student at UW. That's what you call it, right? Yep, UW. Which stands for? University of Wisconsin. Which the mascot is? A badger. The badger. And what was Easton wearing yesterday? I put him in a Wisconsin badger shirt and made him hold up the W. (laughs) (laughs) See the W. Nice. Uh, So she's she's got him. He'd be great up north at UW playing some sports. Yep. That'd be great. The whole family's there. Mm-hmm. It'd be wonderful. So, yes, Ames is Chelsea's little sister. She comes with Chelsea stories. Yep. And the reason that we are off script today is we're going to pick her brain on this whole AI thing, right? As a 21-year-old college student, are you going into your senior year? Yes. Gee, many Christmas. I know. That is literally nuts. I remember when you started college. Good. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so that's where we're keeping it casual today. Um, we're in that lake state of mind. So we're just going to kind of go <laughs> yeah, with the water. I, I didn't understand this was what we were doing. Okay. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so Rube, how do you want to start this off? You want to ask the question? You want me to ask the question? Oh, you go ahead and ask the question. Okay. So there's only one topic, Brandon, there's only one topic today. There's one topic. Insert, Brandon, insert topic ding here. <laughs> there it is. Good pause. Perfect. Okay. So the cool thing is last time Amy has been on our podcast before. Yep. Um, it was a whole different operation. She walked in this morning. I was like, oh my goodness, you guys have cameras. And so we showed her kind of a sneak peek of what she's yeah. setting herself up for. And headphones. Yeah. She was like, do I put these on? Yeah. You're looking great. 
Thank you. Um, so, Amy, over the last five months, artificial intelligence has been a massive conversation, right? Yes. It has been, um, it has exploded. We weren't talking about this in October like you no. were, but you weren't talking about it in your daily lives, right? Yeah. And so we want to talk through your life as a college student, your life yep. as a consumer, but what are your kind of initial perceptions of artificial intelligence and just what does it mean to you in your daily life if it does mean anything in your daily life? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in my college life, because I feel like I see AI a lot and we obviously have a lot of AI within um, not necessarily classes unless you're doing like coding and whatnot, but there are a couple like AI generators that people use and it can write your papers. Yeah. That's well, what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just, it's so interesting, like from the collegiate point of view. Like, I think about all the things that we used to do. But, is this, but is, it, and is this a game for professors? Are they like, yeah, these kids are writing these in in, uh, in in AI and I'm going to bust them? Or do they just kind of acknowledge it's a, it's a thing that's happening and they push you maybe a little further in some other areas, like maybe oral presentations or quizzes or things like this? I think AI is too new. To understand that, so yet. you're in the perfect zone of getting away with a lot more than well, the absolutely. students probably will. And that's the thing, like I was AI. This the other day, AI is just coming. I feel like I've just heard of it this semester, especially. And like, I'm not as tech savvy with it, just because in a lot of my classes, I'm not writing papers. I mean, I'm a microbiome major, so unless it's a research paper, which is my own thoughts and ideas, I don't get to use AI. So the people that are like are my friends in the business school, and they yeah. have like other papers to write. <clears throat> they love AI because it really does give them extra ideas. It'll like, it just makes it a little bit smoother. So does, given how quickly this has taken off to your mm -hmm. point, right? It's, it's so new. It's changing every day. Does it freak you out? Is it still really cool? Is it like, how do you, th how do you think about it in the sense of just like going about your everyday life? Mm -hmm. I would say personally, it freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fine, but it's just, it's like more information. I, I mean, Snapchat has an AI now and it's like consistently up at the top as well. So it's like, it's in our school lives, but it's also social media now as well. And what's the AI like adoption for Snapchat? <clears throat> I don't know why I get it's, so froggy. <laughs> I haven't podcasted in weeks. <laughs> yeah, you're a little, little rusty. A little rusty. <laughs> Excuse me, listeners. Um, On Snapchat, it's just mainly like... Uh, you can slide over on it and you almost just text as like a normal chat, but you can ask it to do anything. Like I was just kind of messing around with it the other day and was like, oh, like make me a like workout plan just to see what it would do. And it like had a good workout plan set in and I was like, okay, now meal prep with this workout plan. But so like I can snap, it's, it's convenient. You don't have to like, I guess, take out a laptop mm -hmm. and just AI on your phone, but it's interesting because it's getting information about me, you know? So like that's, that's like a good usage for it. When you first mentioned that, I said you were like a little bit, you know, nervous yeah. about it. I think that's the part that everyone is more concerned. With. Like the good parts, yay, we love it. But the other part makes you like skeptical, like things you see like, online you or you read online. Yeah, yeah it's it, th and that's the part I think they haven't figured out yet. And, and Sam, you were mentioning before we, I think, before we turned the yeah, can I read this quote? Yeah, we want to we want to talk about so, what we saw in the hustle this morning, and I, I want you to react to this, Amy. Um, so there's a, a great article on Sam Altman this morning in The Hustle, who is a massive, I mean, he basically founded OpenAI. Um, so he co-signed with 350 other industry leaders this one-sentence statement, and I quote, mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks such as pandemics and nuclear war. 
end quote, oh my God. <laughs> like that's that's big time. This guy founded this, right? Yeah. Like he is he is poured in his life over the last few years and saying there's a really harmful potential nuclear war situation with artificial intelligence. He, he invested 125 million in and, it, I think, is what I read. And I think yes, uh, like, correct. In like seven years of his life, yeah. And so, yeah, and he's he's a obviously multi billionaire, but like I think about. And I'm not stereotyping you, but you're Gen Z. Right. Like Gen 100%. Z wants authentic experiences. You mm -hmm. want to trust brands. You want to trust certain things. Like, how does that make you feel? Like, there's a cool aspect to it, but then there's this whole like Pandora's box of we don't even know what's going to happen. Yeah. We want workout plans and meal yeah. prep. Nope, that's but great. how do we balance that with extinction? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is a weird, weird way to frame it, but that's kind of what they're saying. Well, that's the thing. And I think it's all about how you use it as well. But I mean, when I listen to that, it is scary and it makes me not want to use it. But it's like, if you don't use it in the developing world of technology nowadays, then what? It's not like it's going to go away. Yeah, it's yeah, just going to keep true. going. So, okay, you bring up a really interesting point earlier. I am old school in the fact that I like live on my desktop computer, right? Tara is always on a mobile device. Mm -hmm. Like she'll, she places all of her orders. Like when I make big time purchases, I have to do it on a computer. It freaks yeah. me out to do it on a mobile device. She'll buy $200 worth of clothes, like right there with, you know, the tap of a button. Mm -hmm. So to your point about like, hey, AI and Snapchat is doing this. I don't even have to like really text. I don't have to do like, mm -hmm. what does that, is that a good feeling for you as a consumer in the sense of just like technology still playing? Like maybe we're not texting in five years. Maybe there are no desktop computers in 10 years. Like, do you feel good about that? Is it like, oh, I'm just kind of rolling with the punches. How do you adopt and adapt? That's, that's honestly a tough an interesting question because I think my viewpoint changes. There's sometimes where I feel like the technology that we have today is so useful. And there's sometimes where I'm like, it's literally a bite in the butt. Hmm. So, I mean, in terms of AI and advancements in that way, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know how to think about it. I mean, sometimes I think that's really great. And sometimes I'm like, this can be detrimental for many more reasons than one. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think that I think that we uh, humanity somewhat missed the boat with not trying to take social media as a, a little more seriously and how we were how it was being um, used and how we you know now they're giving their study that it's no good for kids, which I think we all kind of knew for a long time, but now science has backed that up. Yep. So there's not a lot of regulation on social media with very many governments, especially uh, over here, Europe's a little ahead of us on that. But I think that we—that's kind of a good case study for look how not great that went, and I think and look at this. So, like you know, if this is the next, it is the next big thing. Um, hopefully, lessons learned from social media and even just the internet itself um, can kind of help here. Uh, Chris and I were talking about this yesterday. I think um, this, the cybersecurity industry is about to be more important than it has ever been. <laughs> and it's already pretty important. Totally. But like the idea that, you know, when they're talking about extinction level events, they're talking about uh, AI and, and programmers and malicious folks easily, because more people can use it, um, getting a hold of this technology and using it to, to, you know, do some bad things. Yes. So most of those bad things that they're going to try to do already have some security levels to them or because, you know, it's. AI is not creating new thoughts. There's other people out there trying to write this code and do stuff that can hack in. That's just making it easier. So I think the security level, uh, the security industry here is going to have to really kind of step up and, and figure it out. But Amy's right. It's not really, it's not going away. 
even if we wanted to ban it or outlaw it, like, uh, was it Wisconsin? Who tried to ban t- TikTok? Uh, it was uh, Montana. Montana, yeah. Mon- yeah. That's in the. Uh, don't, don't put that on Wisconsin. I know that on Wisconsin. <laughs> but just like Montana trying to ban TikTok, it's not going away. You're, there yeah. will be people in Montana using TikTok, I promise. So, um, like, you know, how do you kind of handle or guide it is, is the better, better thing. So then my last question, Mames, is. Um, do you have any point of view or do you even care about how brands, what's your favorite brand? Like, do you have a couple of favorite brands that you follow or say Lululemon if you want? Uh, now I feel like I can't say Lululemon. <laughs> Before we started, Sam was using Lululemon. Was we always use Lululemon. I was, I was in all Lululemon. She's in all Lululemon yesterday. Okay. I'm, I'm very observant, but okay. favorite. <laughs> so you like Lululemon, right? I like Lululemon. You purchased from do. them. Mm-hmm. Do you have any care in the world if they're using artificial intelligence to market to you? Like, is it, does your... There's an emotional play with Lululemon, like you feel good in it. You're um, you're active. Mm-hmm. Do you, what's your expectation? Just in the sense of as brands adopt the technology, a big discussion that Rupe and I have is the balance of human to artificial intelligence. Yes. Is the emotional play on the branding side still important to you as an active consumer, no matter what you're purchasing? Or do you even care? And she's like, hey, like I'm loyal to this brand and I want to buy with this brand because I know that their product is wonderful. What do you think? So how I would go about that is I would think that I would want more of an emotional connection to the brands. I mean, I think that nowadays, though, like I already like Lulu. I don't really look at their ads. I don't look at like what they're necessarily doing because I already know them as a brand that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it would necessarily like strike me unless they made it a big deal saying that like, oh, they're now using AI. Then I don't know how I would necessarily go about it. Mm. Um Part of me wouldn't, I don't know if I would really like it if if we got rid of the emotional connection, even though, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily like it, but it's also so dependent on what do you surround yourself with? Like the people in my my roommate, she's a computer science major. Okay. She would love that technology is flourishing. For someone like me, I kind of wish that it was more old school. I mean, I'm going to keep up with the trends because that. they're there. But, I mean, having all older siblings as well, I think that that's a big portion of it. So hmm, Interesting. Within brands, I would personally like to say that I would like the emotional connection, but would I necessarily look at it if it wasn't brought to my attention? Maybe not. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that AI is not really dominating right now is, a, is mimicking human emotion. Um, they think at some point it will get better probably by the end of the year, but like right now it's not really doing that. And, um, you know, there's a reason you like Lululemon over Gap Athletic, yeah. right? And it's because there's an emotional, immediately when I said Gap Athletic, you were like, that's gross and old people stuff, right? <laughs> so see, there's an emotional reaction to that, that the AI is not figured out yet. Um, it'll get better, but that's something I don't know if it'll ever perfect. That just, there's, that feels like an intangible so Amy, we have a um, we've created a persona um, for our agency. His name's Donald, and we can like talk to Donald. Okay. And anytime we'll ask some very like, I don't know if we call them emotional questions, but kind of like we're, we're trying to tap into him. He will always come back and say, um, "I am an artificial intelligence machine." Yeah. And I do not feel those. Emotions are, are yeah. I can't tell you because I am a robot. We built a giant prompt that gets yeah. fed into Slack, and then we talk to him in Slack, and so he's responding from this giant prompt. Yeah. And Sam, yesterday I actually went in and said, your name is Donald. Yes. You didn't want to be called Donald. I saw that. And stop replying with this line about being AI or whatever. And 
that he won't. They, he won't. It, it, it has, Even though his name is Donald. Yeah. Which, by the way, you got to be careful because if you piss off Donald, it might be the end of that. It. Could be our That's extinction true. level. Yeah, that could yeah. be our extinction. Wow, what if I created? Kind of, you're kind of mean to Donald. That's right. Roop will like go. We call him going Roop on people. <laughs> goes Roop on this guy. My f- Donald, Donald wasn't answering last week. It was like seven fifty. We were in a car ride going to visit a client, and I was trying to show the guys in the car Donald, and he was just not responding. I was like, well, you know what? Technically, it's before office hours, so Donald's probably not awake yet. Sure enough, 20 minutes later, Donald's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm running late. And Sam's on. I was like, dude, the boss is watching. He's like, oh, I'll try better to get in early. Like, he was really reacting, yeah, kind of like. It was kind of freaky. Yeah, it was wild. Weird. So don't, don't, but yeah, don't upset Donald. Yeah. Got a lot of good things going on. Yeah, we have to do reviews for Donald and the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. That's very, that's insightful and that's awesome to hear just from your perspective. Cause the reason that we have Amy on, besides she's amazing and it's about a year later since you were last I on. Know. Um, is she is the future consumer, right? Like she, if not now, you are the consumer. And um, whether you're thinking in the B2B world and the B2C world, um, Amy is who we have to appeal to. Yeah. But there was another reason we had Amy on. Perfect segue. Take it away, Ruth. <laughs> Let's hear some Chelsea stories. What? You, what? What's you give us in- one good one. Yeah. Okay, well, if you guys can remember, the last one that we talked about was the sand smoothie. Oh, sand yeah, smoothie. we all remember sand it's, it's all, it's, it's up there, yes. With the worms in it, she can deny it all she wants, but this is the truth. Um, more recently, I actually reached out to our brother just to see if he had any, like, extra Chelsea stories that were great. Jeff, Johnny. Johnny. Johnny, okay. And, you know, Chelsea uh, had a conversation with me last night about what to say on here. Um, <laughs> and it, it honestly... She's prompting you. A conversation. It worked out, it worked out really well because I mentioned um, there's a... There's, more than a couple times where Chelsea would put the boys in sleeping bags or like laundry baskets and like toss them down the stairs. And attempted murder. Like, this. Toss? Like throw. Throw. Like throw. And so I mentioned this to Chelsea and she goes, Amy, they liked it. <laughs> they begged me to do it. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, Chelsea. I liked it. I have to go on today and tell them that they you they did not beg you to do it. How old are you this time? Like, oh goodness, maybe like nine. Nine years old, and you're witnessing your older brothers <laughs> be thrown down the stairs in laundry baskets. Were they overjoyed? Were they? Oh goodness, who knows? Pro- I mean, probably probably not overjoyed, but. Sounds like she was the real terror of the family. She was quite the terror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an understatement too. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, that jives with what I experience here on a weekly basis. Is there anything in particular else you would like to share for Chelsea, or do you want to keep it at that? And just any any other stories that come to mind, or you know, treatments of you growing up. Of me, Chelsea honestly treated me pretty good. That doesn't surprise. That's me. what she tells us. Yeah, she yeah. Pre- she treated me pretty good. It was the boys, but according to her, she had to fend for herself. The boys would put like dead fish in our pillowcases, like. Uh, yeah, she had it coming. I, it told us. I know, but she had to fight back or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you just set it out. You just stayed on the sidelines. Yeah. Okay. But smart. Created some great ideas in your head, like in the sense of no one should ever cross Amy. No. Yeah. Yeah, when Chelsea left for college and I still had the boys around, I was like, yeah. I know what to do now. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't even think about it, guys. I know. I'm like, I can call Chelsea and she'll give me more ideas. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, it's so good having you here in Tulsa. It's great to have you in our studio. It's gotten better over the year, right? Yeah. And uh, do we have any closing thoughts? I don't think so. I mean, uh, 
I assume you'll be back again in the next year for a fall. Okay. 100%. So Amy's an annual a- guest. Amy is an annual guest. Okay. Next, God, this time next year, you graduated like in the whole working world thing. Jeez, that's literally insane. But and AI will be doing Lord knows what. And, and, the, and that is the, we can review this next time you're in town and yeah. we'll say, and we'll laugh about how way off we were and yeah. how much more sophisticated it is and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So. Probably AI just running this whole podcast. Uh, it could be a thing. Synthesize our voices. Just, we don't even have to show up. <laughs> it's actually, for, you're, you're, it's, free that's already like happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> meeting still 430 today. Okay. Over and out, Amy. So good to see you. Thank you for being on. Thank you guys. Thanks. Okay. Next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> nice work. Thank you. And that's a wrap. We hope you've enjoyed our little chat and heard something to help grow your own marketing strategies. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>